Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Welcome back to our math curriculum mega blowout week uh, where we are doing multiple... <laughs> it sounds like everything's on sale. Everything's on sale. Yeah, I mean, well, it is the season. I mean, all the curriculums, everyone's curriculum's on sale. But today we're going to be talking about Right Start Math. We have talked about this twice in the past and we'll link the other two podcasts below in the show notes if you want uh, a deeper, more in-depth uh, review. We, we did two reviews of, of, of that and we the reason why we did that is because that's the curriculum we have been doing for the last year with our, our young kindergartner, five, six-year-old. Yeah, we did our kind of initial thoughts and then a, a, a follow an up. update, a follow-up on it after we were um, more than halfway through the year. But, yeah. you know, in continuing with Math Week, we wanted to do a nice, short, snappy, give you the same pros and cons information that we've been talking about all week. So, yeah. so right start math. Right start math. What is it? What do you get? So it's probably the most expensive of the curriculum options out there that we We've, we're going to talk about this week, this whole week. Initial investment expensive. In, initial investment is pricey. I think, what is it, about $80, $90 for the workbooks and then 200 for the manipulative, somewhere in the $300 range? Right, yeah. So yeah. so it's a it's a workbook uh, with some appendices pages, some extra mm-hmm. pages, and a, a textbook that you get, and that's 91 mm-hmm. um, So if you wanted to use it successive years, you only have to buy uh, do, the... Do, in the $90, you also get the... Uh, the abacus as well, I think, is part of that. You get, you get uh, like, no, no, you don't. You just get the yellow is the sun book. Okay, yellow is or the sun CD. book. Or okay. CD. So, uh, and, and book. Um, and then there is a separate manipulative set that is right at that 200. There's, there's a few different, um, there's a few different levels of the manipulative set, depending on how far you want to go with it. If you buy the whole, I think it's $212. Uh, it takes you, from K through six. So it's yeah. all the manipulatives you need for all of elementary school, which, you know, for us felt like a, a, a reasonable way. So, so it's a high upfront investment, but the box this came in was massive, you guys. Yeah. Like, it was a really big box because there's a big balance beam, there's yeah. an abacus, there's tangigrams, there's um, uh, pegboards, yeah, there's, there's cards, tiles. Yeah. there's money, there's just a, a lot in there. They even give you money. No, not uh, real money. Not real money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think where, where a lot of anxiety comes from is some people like um, don't know which curriculum their learner will you know identify with and work well with. So considering that you will spend $300, it's a huge investment for potentially a curriculum that your learner may not identify with or you may not enjoy and whatnot. So definitely a lot of fears there. I can say from my experience, I'm very happy we did this curriculum. Um, we are continuing with this curriculum uh, until next year. I think we're about, I think we're on lesson about 90 right now. So we're very close to the end. I think there's about 130 lessons in the whole in the whole uh, book. It is not break, broken out by 
by chapter, like some of the previous uh, curriculums that we've talked about in the past. It is spiral-based, so you are coming back to concepts. So for example, just to kind of elucidate what that looks like, you may do some counting by twos for a couple lessons, and then you'll go off and do some you know, equation uh, uh, problems for maybe two or three lessons, and you'll come back then doing equation problems by twos. And so they kind of cycle back the concept um, and reinforce that through another aspect in using manipulatives, um, using the balance beam, use heavy use of the abacus. Um, we almost, I think, I think we use the abacus on a daily basis um, to do math problems, to do a lot of the warm up exercises. It does cycle back on, on a lot of things, but it does use a couple core things such as the tiles. Um, there's a lot of, at the beginning of the, of the curriculum, there's a lot of tally sticks. There's a lot of tile usage. As you evolve on that, you start to come back and do a little bit more abacus work, a lot more writing work. So you're actually writing equations and doing more balance beam work. So as it evolves through the year, you'll be using different manipulatives based on you know, what your learner has mastered, what, what experiences they have. You'll notice that some lessons go faster than, faster than others because your learner has mastered that already. And so um, I find sometimes lessons go quick and then sometimes lessons go slow. Like for example, my learner struggles with, with money. Um, money is not her thing, which is a good thing. You know, hopefully she'll be money conscious for the rest <laughs> of her life. But um, there are some topics that a little bit more of a challenge. Sometimes they're not. So it, it, it does feel like there's a lot of flow, but it doesn't feel like if you need to know that, okay, the next seven lessons I'm talking about adding by ones and twos does not have that. Each lesson can sometimes feel like it comes out of left field, but when you get into the nuts and bolts of it, you'll say, oh, this subsection, so each lesson has like four or five subsections. This subsection is reiterating a topic from two lessons ago. And you'll see the, how it cycles these these ideas and these themes all the way through. So let's talk about the format. Yeah. So you've got this you've got this teacher teacher manual, Teacher's and then manual. you have the the work the work texts. Yep. So so how does it how does it work? Do you, you first teach the subject, and then they and then they do activities along so, the way. How, yeah, how so, is it broken up? So every lesson is broken up to about I think two pages. So it's it folds out. It's a nice spiral bound book. Um, starts with a warm up. Tends to be you know, four or five minute warm up, um, kind of building on previous concepts. And then it will, it has a theme for that lesson, whatever that theme is. Like, for example, we've been doing um, addition by twos was today's lesson. So, you know, 46 plus two is, you know, 48, right? And we'll, we were doing math problems with that, like actual 48 plus two equals what? And then having to use your abacus to solve that problem. You know, that was the, a couple of the lessons today, yesterday or two days ago, it was counting all the way up to a hundred, writing out all the numbers and highlighting all the events and then seeing the pattern in a 10 by 10 grid. Okay. You know, those were the type of things that we would be doing. Um, they would also have additional, you know, Hey, uh, have your learner give you 32 on the abacus and then tell them to add two and then imagine they add two more, ask them what that number is. So, Starting. So it's it's very guided very for guided. you as the teacher. Absolutely. How much do you feel that how much do you feel people need to know about math or understand before they would do this kind of curriculum? Is it is it pretty much 
walking you right down the line. Walks you right through. It actually gives you call and response answers. Not a heavily scripted. Some some parents may have done the uh, teach your child to learn to read in 100 lessons, which is a heavily scripted English language uh, curriculum that I think we'll be covering here in the next week or so. Um, but this curriculum doesn't do the heavy scripting, but it does do a ask your child this question and they put it in like brackets. This is, should be their response, right? That type of thing. They have additional language in the margins. Um, if there is some nuance that you need to, you know, press or, or you want to try to pull out of your learner, they do have those type of like guided things, but it's not a scripted lesson, but it does walk you through. So you don't need to have a, a deep math, you know, upbringing on, on doing this, but you absolutely 100% have to be present for the entire lesson. There is absolutely no learner dread. This is not a learner runs off, does a workbook thing. This is 100%. You have to be there from start to finish. Interesting. And that can be a down for some parents, a down for some learners who may not want your their parent looking over their shoulder the whole time, or they may not want. Do you feel it? Do you feel yeah. it's a looking over their shoulder while they're doing it, or is it a it, partnering of doing it together? Exactly. Yeah, they really stress the collaborative nature of learning math, so that you are asking them questions, they're giving you responses, you're correcting in line, getting the right answer, doing the, another example. They do like to have you do multiple examples. So if the, if the learner makes a mistake, you have a chance to then correct it again, but it is very heavy mentor, heavy touch. You are right there walking them through every single example, and then you're asking them questions. I have noticed in the last, say, the second half of the curriculum, they're leveraging the workbook a little bit more, which does entail the, the learner, you know, hey, here's 10 math problems, do them. Right. So I have, I have noticed in the last, So maybe it's not going to be, maybe as they progress, it yeah. won't be as much 100% parent time. But I to, wonder if but that's to complete the lesson. You're looking at a lot of time at the table with them doing the lessons. It's very little, Hey Johnny, go do these 10 problems. And then you kind of sit back and prepare for the next lesson or something like that. You, you can't do that with this curriculum. Absolutely not. So it seems like it's it's very high touch for parents yes. and there there might be as it progresses more independent work but at this kinder level at least it's almost completely parent involved. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's heavily written out and you are asking questions and you're they they give you some examples of what what you need to teach them. They may walk you through some examples that you're going to then show them as a mentor and you know very often you're doing it on the table with them whether it's like early on you're doing a lot of tally sticks or you're doing balance beam stuff or you're doing abacus work, you're very often looking at the workbook, seeing what they want you to do, and then you're sitting there working with your learner how to do it. So what I want to ask is, based on the way that this curriculum is done, and we've, we've talked about mathematical reasoning mm -hmm. and math mammoth and Singapore dimensions so far this week, it seems like those those all three are kind of cut from similar cloth or maybe yeah. doing things a little bit differently. This seems like it's totally in another field. How do you think that compares? Like personally, your experience having been in this, um, where those others are much more tr what people would traditionally think of as a math curriculum, this yeah. is not, I think, what they would think of. 
what do you think about that? How do you, it, pros, cons, what, what do you think about, about so, how it's different? So, so what I like about most, because I have the math and science background and I enjoy, you know, kind of being a, you know, an engineer and, and doing these type of, you know, in-depth math problems and working in a collaborative n- nature. I enjoy that. It's a great experience. And I enjoy that experience with my learner. She seems to resonate with that. It, it affords me the opportunity to be creative in the moment, run out ahead if she's really excited about something, maybe like deviate a little bit from the lesson because it gives you that space where you are collaborating and working with your learner. You're not sitting over a problem in a workbook doing that problem. And when you're done with that problem, you move on to the next one. Or if you're done with that section, you get you go and do something else. It feels like in the moment, because you do so much manipulative work, you do so much abacus and balance beams and high touch, uh, tabletop, you know, kinesthetic learning, you can say, okay, well, maybe you didn't really understand this one. Let's try it this little way. And let's try it a little this way. You, I think I've learned over the last, you know, 80, 90 lessons of doing this curriculum. It, it affords you a lot of freedom to really hone what you're trying to show the learner and create more examples. You're not wedded to just a, a workbook and the example problems that they're giving you. But that can be very terrifying to people because maybe they don't feel they can be that way. And maybe they feel like, well, as long as you can do the math problems, you should be fine and do the workbook. Okay, you did it, you did a great job. I feel this curriculum is giving you a very solid base. And I think that's how they describe it on their- Right, this is very foundational. Foundational, and they're, they're really, a they really purposely attack various different methodologies of teaching, say, math or addition or just the concepts of manipulating numbers on a number line, whether you're adding, counting by twos, whether you're doing simple multiplication, which we did a long time ago. It was wild. We did simple multiplication right up front because you started, kindergarten yeah, you started doing doubles and triples. So this is not, as you're talking about, this is not aligned with common core. I, you, I, I believe, you know, having flipped through the other curriculums and gone through the pages and looked at what they did, you're absolutely getting everything in this curriculum that those are getting. I just feel like you're getting it in a fundamentally different way because it requires so much touch. And like my daughter's not doing a lot of workbook work with this. She's not sitting there doing, you know, dozens of problems and then flipping a page doing another dozen problems. That just doesn't happen with this curriculum. You may do dozens of examples, but they're all in the abacus and they're, you know, doing tally sticks and they're playing with tiles. And I just feel like when you are learning math and you're learning STEM and you're learning like physics and stuff, having an intuition for what you're learning kind of be imprinted on you is a difficult thing and i don't necessarily think you get that by just doing workbook problems we we talked about this a little bit you know you have a physics degree and i have an engineering degree and i i very much was a show me the example and i'm going to plug and chug which is a la math mammoth we talked about right that's very much how singapore math as well right that's very much how i learned right like oh just show me how to do it and i'll do it but once i got into upper level math Mm -hmm. i couldn't tell you 
why I did it. Yeah, the, right? the why I, is important. That's what I didn't know. And I'm wondering if this different way of teaching it, do you feel like this gives a different fa- fundamental understanding of the why? Yeah, I, I think it's not like my learner knows the why of what she's learning because it's she's still very young and, and the learning. Mm-hmm. I think she has an intuition. And that is what it's doing. Is it's imprinting the intuition of if she got something. So for example, if you are a workbook, like what you're saying, an engineering type of background where you get the plug and chug, you know, I get a problem, I do the problem and I'm done. If you get a problem that's slightly different, that has a wrinkle and you don't know how to do that, wheels fall off, doors fall off, right? I don't know how to do this problem. If you have an intuition of what you're trying to do and you have the skills of doing the problem, you can, I believe, you know, at my core, you can handle the wrinkles of the difference of what problem you come in front of. Now, listen, these are kindergartners. (laughs) (laughs) The wrinkles are not very sophisticated, but like, for example, if you're, if you're talking about, you know, sixth or seventh grade, you know, math, if they understand intuitively what they're doing, because they've had a nice solid background and they haven't just plugged and chugged and done millions of problems without understanding what they're doing. I, I, I think they're, while they may be very accomplished in doing the workbook problems and may have a good idea on how to do an exact type of problem, they don't have, I don't think they have a good appreciation of what they're doing. Like the, it's a difference between say somebody growing, you know, backyard tomatoes and somebody who's a farmer of tomatoes. Right, the farmer has an intuition of like looking at the crops, touching the leaves, that type of thing. They know it intimately. They know it intimately, and they can handle and adapt based on changes and differences. A backyard gardener may not be able to do that. Right, the book said to do it this way. That's and, and exactly. I would definitely say when it came to working problems. Yeah. Um, whenever I would be given something that wasn't shown in a traditional way, I would definitely stumble with it. I was yeah. great at memorizing how to solve something, but not very good at and, making changes to how how to solve it. And and maybe maybe I can elucidate this a lot a little better. This curriculum gives me the opportunity to ask my child, "What do you think you should do?" Right? Uh, what do you th- how would you solve this problem? Right? I have seven tiles in front of you and I give you another five. You know, let's use our abacus. How do you, how would you do this? You know, oh, there's 10. Okay, good. We'll add the 7. Okay. You know, if I just put seven plus five and she just wrote, okay, five plus seven, that's 12, two, carry the one, one, okay, now I have 12, right? Great, she would know that. But physically seeing it and and visualizing, the visualization I think maybe is, is what I'm talking about. Understanding the answer by seeing what's put in front of you, I think is a key thing. I, I, I think that's something that this curriculum does a really good job about. I'm not kind of like, not gushing about it, you know. Maybe it sounds like I'm gushing about it, but it's just well, we do really like it's this fundamentally a at its core a completely different curriculum than all the other math curriculums we've talked about in the way you do it on a day by day basis. That's true. It is not like any of the other curriculums, and that there's a lot of pros because of that. And I've tried to explain some of the reasons why I like that, but there's also a lot of cons because you are spending time. Right. So let's let's talk about yeah. that. Who do we feel this this curriculum is best for? This is definitely for 
those kinesthetic learners, people who got to touch stuff, they got to do things, they've got to manipulate, they've got to test and fail and try again. I think this has the higher, uh, the the most manipulatives of any curriculum that I've seen. Yeah. Not just the ones we've reviewed, but I think any that I've seen. I don't, this is the key thing. If you had to go out and buy all the manipulatives, I don't think you'd get, you'd probably spend more than $200. So Yeah, there's a lot of things. And none of them use an abacus either. Nothing. That's a pretty unique part of this. I love the abacus. I think it should be in every kid's um, math box. If you don't choose Right Start Math, you should absolutely buy an abacus. It's an absolute must. Must. I, I know it's kind of silly. Like, what an abacus? Like, wasn't that invented in China or something like that? Like, we don't understand. The, the year 800 or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Right, whatever. It's... It's been around forever, and why don't you just use a calculator? No, it's the touching of the beads, and it's scene 10, and it's scene 100, and it's visually seeing those things and being able to manipulate it with your fingers and doing quick counting. My gosh, it is such a great tool. So at the core of this curriculum is the abacus. You, I, we use it almost every day. And even when it doesn't call for the abacus, I tell her to use the abacus. I'm like, use the abacus. The answer's right there for you just use she it. Can see it you can see it you know get the experience of using it. it's a you know it's a great calculator in, in a lot of respects yeah, right it's right, right there for you again high touch learners this is really good kids who want you to you to be there want you to sh- want to show off and in, in not in a vain way but in a good way like look at my accomplishment i i want you to see what i'm doing you know, i want you to be people. there with them as a partner through that experience absolutely um also non-traditional learners so if you are you know for lack of a better term you don't want to do school at home. Right. All right. So there are... You want to do different, be different. Yes. If you're an unschooling family and you don't want to do school at home and workbooks, this is probably a very good curriculum for you because it's it's non-traditional. It's very kinesthetic. You could never do this in a classroom. You could never do this in a classroom. And, and you can really engage it and you can really go with it, right? You can really... You know, why would you have to use tiles? Let's go outside and count acorns. You know, let's let's bring our abacus with us on a walk. You know, like you can really have a good time and really explore the lessons and really adapt the lessons to almost anything. You really can't do that with the other curriculum. So if you are looking for more of like a non-traditional math experience, this is a really good one. Um, also reluctant math kids. So I I think kids who maybe are a little reluctant in doing the workbooks may really enjoy playing with tiles and playing with the abacus and and doing all these different types of activities on the table with their parents. I think it's a good way to kind of bring them out of their math shell. Yeah. So if if kids are, you know, coming from a public school environment, maybe or they've done workbook based math and they just like put the brakes on anytime they see anything that resembles math. (laughs) This would be be a really good one. You can absolutely make this look not like math for most of the time because it is, you're just playing with stuff. Right. I, I like this. I like that aspect of it. I think it's more intuitive at this level, teaching math this way. Also, as an aside, they have a lot of um, YouTube videos for every single lesson. I think they've they've um, they're in the lesson plan. So if you buy this curriculum, there's a teacher there who will walk you through the lesson. So if you, as a learner, I mean, you as a mentor, are a little I don't know how to really teach this. They have videos on on assisting you on that. So I guess if you if you don't have time to be super high touch, but your child is okay with video lessons, that m- might work as a substitute for you or maybe not. No, I think they're really geared towards the mentor. 
Okay, just yeah. teaching you how to do it. Okay. Teaching you how to do it. I, I believe it's not somebody teaching your child for you. I see. That would be really nice if they had that, but I, I don't think they have that. It's it's a little the other way. So who is this not for? Absolutely. So it's definitely not for people who don't have the upfront investment. This is a very expensive curriculum upfront. Now, amortized over Right, if you six, say like years. $200 in manipulatives over six years. Um, the other thing I was going to say is there is a digital option with these. So it's it's $91 for each year of workbooks and work text. It's $100 if you want it digitally for just the work the work text part, the, the book, not the teacher manual, mm-hmm. so that you could then reprint it for however many children you have. So um, that makes the yearly investment if you have repeat kids pretty low which was one of our ways of offsetting that initial cost as we said gosh well for the next kid it's only going to cost us ten dollars yeah. a year yeah exactly absolutely good way to go if you especially with multiple kids and they're going to be tracking through the same program mm-hmm. definitely not for parents who may need a, a little bit more help in doing educating they want their hands held through it it doesn't have that uh, at times you do feel like you are having to be creative. And so if you struggle with that a little bit, that may not be for you. Um, I feel that there's enough instruction throughout each lesson to get you through that. Um, but a lot of times it does, the, the curriculum kind of stimulates creativity. And if you don't feel like you're that creative on the math, that may not be for you. What if you are a parent who feels very reluctant about teaching math? You, you know, maybe you don't feel like you had a super solid math background and you feel a little bit nervous about teaching it. How do you feel like this is, is this for them? I, I believe, I believe the, the lessons can help you through that, but I don't think it's as, it's don't think it's as easy as the other curriculums that we've reviewed. Right. I think that maybe like a Singapore dimension would be. Or math mammoth or yeah. One yeah. Of those. Would be more appropriate if you're very reluctant. Absolutely. Not, not this one. Absolutely. Um, also, if you have a challenge of getting the one-on-one focus time, um, I know for a lesson for us, we spend about 25, 30 minutes. It easily can be broken up across. It has nice sections. So if you do it every single day, 15 minutes a day, really nice way to go. But if you if you don't have that one-on-one, for example, for us, we've got the two-year-old. I can only do the math homework during the kid's nap time because it does require such a high touch with respect to the lessons and the and the learning. Because I do need to be paying, you know, very close attention to how she's how she's doing it and really get that feel. So, if if you need a lot of one-on-one and you have a lot of kids in the house and they're being real crazy, I don't know if this is a good one for for you. Um, also, visual learners, if your learner wants a lot of like colors and pictures and things like that, maybe not not for them. If they're visual in the sense that they're kinesthetic and they want to touch and manipulate things, obviously. But if they want a lot of pictures and workbooks and stuff like that, yeah, that's some of these others are very cute and have very engaging pictures. Definitely not cutesy. It's very Spartan. I think everything them. is all very <laughs> think, black and white. I think I showed you one of the Ariel. We were we were doing some trying some car school and Ariel opened up the Right Start Math. She goes, "Is this a lesson?" I'm like, "Yep, it's just a wall of text, you right? Know, and yeah, with some yeah. pictures of what you're supposed to do, and that's about it." So it's really Spartan in the book with respect to the educator. So it's really not meant for the the learner. It's really just a teaching guide for you to teach your your student. But anyway, Great. that's all. That's a Right Start Math. It is our chosen curriculum. So we are yeah, a little for, biased. For our family, yeah. So we yeah. definitely are probably a little biased. But We blew we hope, over our time a little bit. <laughs> uh, we hope that this, uh, doing this in the same format as the others yeah. this week, we just give you kind of an idea of how this balances against the other curriculums that we're going to talk yep. about. So we've got one more to go for us tomorrow, and then we'll be having one of our listeners actually talk about a curriculum she uses. So stay tuned as Math Week continues. Dun, dun, dun. 
Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!